Double, double, toil and trouble. Eye of gummy bear and gum of double bubble. Within this episode, foul language in many situations there will be. Missing toad witches with rubber masks appear as well as magic potions of changes we fear. Mouses that speak and soups that leak, you find all within. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Spark in Motion Picture Review, Episode 12. Don't Eat the Chocolate. Hello and welcome to another episode of the long-awaited Spark in Motion Picture Review. I'm your host, Zan. Zan konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode of the long-awaited Spark in Motion Picture Review. Yes, we're back to talk about movies, old and new, and to decide the new ones using that one, that only, the dodecahedron of movies. But... If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Spirekin, or some podcasts and vain reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, is a podcast that's dedicated to talk about geeky and nerdy topics and inform you about them. Things like movies, video games, television shows, comic books, manga, and various other things. You can find them all at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Each one is slightly different. If you go to our YouTube channel, we've got tons of physical reviews, live reactions, and some other really cool things there. If you go to twitch.tv, we have Let's Plays and some really cool panels, which you could check out, including one which is coming out in two weeks for Anime Next. But for that, check out some of our other podcasts for that. And if you want to help us support this podcast, you can go to www.spirekin.com and like and subscribe or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin or patreon.podbean.com forward slash Spirekin and there you can help us to create more new entertaining comment that you will enjoy and get some really cool things as well. Thanks to our current What's Up members, I gotta say that we've got some cool new stuff for you including a new video that is prepped just for you guys. So, hope you enjoy with that. And with that in mind, let's actually get to it because we've got a long-awaited review to do about a movie that's been out for quite some time, and it was recently remade. Ever since we were going to talk about this before the pandemic, but things happened with the pandemic. And the movie that we're talking about, if you remember from the last episode when we rolled, that one, that only the Dodecahedron of movies. Well, we rolled that we'd be doing a movie that was produced by Jim Henson, and it actually shows it was produced by Jim Henson because there are. Puppets! <laughs> and more important than that, there are some really cool practical effects that I think CG can't compete with. The remake did not do as good of a job with some of the sequences, I think. Especially that first initial transformation when you're removing ah. and when equal later. But this uh, film was directed by Nicholas Rogue, who's pretty much known for this and for doing the David Bowie, The Man Who Fell From To Earth movie. He's got some other things as well, but not really. And this is based on the novel by R Rald Dahl, which shows that if you're a children's writer, either you really like children or you hate children. And this movie really focuses on that. And this film is starring Angelica Houston, who is steam sealing in this. You also have... She's just so perfect in it. You have Mai Zetterling, you have Jason Fisher, uh, Rowan Atkins... Bill Patterson, uh, Brenda Blethel, and then as a nice a bunch of other actors, and then one who I did not expect to see in this film, a certain person named Jim Carter, who, well, let's just say he had a interesting run-in halfway through the movie. 
And it's really weird because you expect Jim Carter to be much more um, refined and polite in a movie. Not a man who's ripping his pants off and then crying in a corner. I mean, his his alternate personality. Would you have um, seen that from his his big show if you saw Mr. Carson? No. (laughs) Seeing Mr. Carson. Also seeing him so tall is crazy. Also, Michael Palin is in this as dressed up as a woman, which is hysterical. And you don't expect it. And the movie that we're talking about came out in 1990 in May for the United Kingdom and August for the United States. It's got a runtime of 91 minutes, so one hour and 31 minutes. And it made $13.3 million on a budget. And, well, it was considered a flop. But it's got huge cult status. And what I is, do not know how this is considered a flop. What is the movie that we are talking about? The Witches! Yes. And this is a kid's movie, mind you. And for those of you who've never heard of this, The Witches tells the story of evil witches who masquerade as ordinary women and who like killing children. Not just like killing them, destroying them. They want to kill children because according to them, they think children smell like dog droppings. Which is code for dog poop. Yeah, and they hate it. And our main character is a young boy named Luke, who Luke has had it pretty rough. His grandmother... Who lives it's in awesome. Stockholm, uh, Norway, is like the best grandma ever. She says, I don't care what you do. Eat candy. You can, you can, don't need to take a bath. He's like, why well, don't you need to take a bath? The reason why is because witches smell you. And if you don't take a bath. They're safe. You smell like crap. And they're not going to smell you. And they're not trying to hunt you. And also, we didn't talk about the fact that Luke, the day that Luke goes to stay with his grandmother, the day also his parents die in a horrible accident. We don't know what happens, but they die. He is living with his grandmother. But the grandmother is epically. And she tells a story about when she was a child. Um, She ran into one of these witches and the witch killed her. Not killed her childhood friend, Erica. Instead, she did something really horrifying to her. She took her, made her disappear. And then when they went home, the parents came home. Their daughter's missing. Where's Erica? Where's Erica? We don't know. There's a new painting on the wall with a little girl feeding ducks. But then the next day they looked and the little girl wasn't feeding ducks. She's on the other side of the painting where she's in the house or she's by the lake. And as years would pass, the young girl became a woman and then she became an old woman. And then she just disappeared, which is very horrifying for a little kid's movie. You have to admit, that concept of, yeah, they're going to kidnap you and lock you in a place where you, you, you'll you be able to see your parents, but you won't be able to interact with them, and you'll just disappear and die. That's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's a horrible, scary thing. And so, now that... But uh, I mean, like, even Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like, the witch is trying to kill Snow White. Yeah, but... And is trying to get the hunter to, to cut her heart out and put yeah. it in a box. And because now that Grandma is in charge of Luke... Grandma tells Luke the basic things that you need to know about a witch. First off, witches wear gloves because instead of hands and fingernails, they have long claws. Two, they all wear wigs because their hair heads are covered in rashes and scalps because they're bald. Third, they have square feet with no toes. And then the other thing, the most important thing is that they, well, one, they have long noses because they smell and that their eyes have a purple twinge to them. That, because that's their magic. And that's how you know that it's a witch. And you think, oh, it's nothing. But 
after he's now living with his grandmother, you see a lady come up to him one day and offer, says, oh, little boy, do you like chocolate? Would you like some chocolate? If you come down, I'll give you some chocolate. Oh, you don't like chocolate? Well, how about a pet snake? Boys love pet snakes. It's and this do creepy, boys really love snakes? Some do, but a lady like randomly saying, come here, little boy, I have chocolate for Run you. Run away. Stranger danger, stranger danger. And he's kind of scared. He's in his treehouse. He stays up there until... Because she won't go up there for some reason, which makes no sense because it's a witch. Couldn't the witch fly up there? But whatever. And so it turns out that things are going okay. Um, he tells his grandma, life's good. But then on his ninth birthday, grandma falls down. Turns out that she has the beatus. She has diabetes. And the doctor says, listen, you could survive. You have type 2 diabetes, but you need to take a vacation. Spend some time at the sea. That'll make you feel better. So, Luke and Grandma end up going to a wonderful hotel. A first-class hotel, which is very nice. A very cool hotel. Oh, we forgot the most important thing that, uh, as a apology for the death of his parents, keep him occupied for his ninth birthday. Grandma gives Luke two pet mice, William and May, and they're his pets. They're his best friends. And he has a whole thing for them. And what he's going to do is he's going to train them to be the best mice ever. They're going to be a circus mice. So he has to train them. And because he's bringing them to a very expensive hotel, Grandma's like, you could bring them because, well, I don't give a shit because I'm an old lady who smokes cigars. Like she's that. She's that. Well, she reached the age where she 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 doesn't care. Right. And she also smokes cigars like no tomorrow, which is kind of badass. She's just like, I don't care. She's she's just. Basically a badass grandma. So she's a really badass grandma. And she loves Luke. She loves him so much. And it's not the, I'm going to be mean to you. It's, I'm here for you. I'm going to protect you. She's a, she's a good grandma. And she is going to let him take his mice to here as long as they don't get seen by Mr. Skinner, the concierge, or stringer, the concierge manager, who's played by Rowan Atkins, doing a great job. as just this very... Um, how did you describe him, Rowan Atkins, in this movie, as opposed to, like, Mr. Bean or Johnny English? Oh, he's very, um, accommodating. He's accommodating to them, but he's also very uptight and very... Oh, he's, like, super uppity. He reminds me of Tim Curry in Home Alone 2, but just a little more tightly wound. Like, he's ready to snap, because he's trying to accommodate for these rich people who are coming in, because there's a convention happening. A very prestigious order is coming to visit the he's hotel. A, he's a highly strong, uppity people pleaser. Yes. And he's there because the same time they're visiting this hotel, a special organization is coming. The Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. They're having their convention there. Yep. It's a bunch of women who... What did you think when you saw them all coming in? Um... They're not the most attractive of women. No, they're not. A lot of them were men, which is funny. Because they're the bald and all that. But it turns out that it's a convention. And being there is their leader, the Grand High Witch. Played wonderfully by Angelica Houston. And now you have Luke dealing with... And Angelica Houston plays these bad women so well that she just seems like super evil. But I would bet money that she's just a sweetheart. What do you think about her compared to her as the evil stepmother in Ever After? I think that she is much more intimidating and more scary in this one. Yes, she is. She's more She's more scary in The Witches. 
Yeah, this is not Morticia Adams and Luca Houston. This is super evil. Morticia Adams is like the least scary. But long story short, the witches find out that Luke is there due to some circumstances. They end up poisoned with a magic potion that they're going to be using to turn all the world's children into mice. But mice that can talk. So Luke spends the majority of the movie as a talking mouse. And now it is Luke versus the witches. And trying to save the day. And he's assisted by a, this fat kid that he met named Bruno, who is, um... He's a nice kid, but, uh, he's food motivated. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you promised me seven chocolate bars. Where are my chocolate bars? He's a little bit entitled. Super entitled. Super. He doesn't know, he has no idea of the value of money. He, he, his daddy is rich. Daddy is rich, and he's a rich kid who's had everything given to him. His dad is a bit of a jerk. He's the guy who's like, oh, but I want this. I paid extra. I want what they're having. But, yep. sir, that's limited. I don't care. You're doing a fine job. I want what they're having. Go find a way to make it happen. Yeah. He's going to piss away his money somehow. Uh, Bill Patterson, who he was in, I forgot what. He was in Doctor Who. I remember him in Doctor Who. He's in a couple other things. Like, oh, he was in Sunshine. And he was in Spice World. And uh, Char- Charmaine. And, well, he's in a lot. He's in Chaplin as a stage manager. A very interesting character actor. Who plays uh, Bruno's father, Mr. Kins. And from here, it just gets weird. Very weird. From here, it gets weird? Oh, no, because it's a lot of first person, uh, first mouse, uh, first mouse in uh, perspective. Them going through the vents. And this shows... Jim Henson at his best because the way that they do the mice, it's. What do you think about how their their the mice were done in this? Book? I thought it was done really well, and it was all practical effects, which is a lot of fun. Uh, of course, it's Jim Henson, and just seeing them going around. I mean, you could tell it's it's not it doesn't look real at all. He right. does not look like a real mouse. He looks like a weird thing. Like you could see the scenes when it's a fake mouse and when it's a real mouse, and when it's puppet Luke and when it's not puppet Luke, and seeing. Puppet Bruno eating a grape going, these grapes are good. Do you have any more? <laughs> and then how it ends is great. Um, you do have a lot of situations happening. You have a sequence in the kitchen where where Luke steals some of the potions, uses it on the witches to get them back. And we have him run into Jim Ca- Carter, seeing Mr. Carson, who's apparently like six foot five. He's gigantic in this movie. He, he's... You know, the taller you get, the shorter you start to shrink at a certain point. And as Mr. Carson in Downton Abbey, he's still a tall man. He looks short though, but this he's like huge. And then you just only compared to everybody else. No, no, Carson's tall. Look at him compared to Mrs. Hughes and Daisy and everybody. But but either way, seeing him super tall, him freaking out, and him saying, "I got bit by a mouse! I got bit by a mouse!" and then him crying in the corner. But you do see some. There are repercussions. And then as ripping well. his pants off is just hilarious. But you also see repercussions as well. Like you see that uh Luke does not get out of this unscathed besides being turned into mouse, his tail gets cut off. And it's not like a oh it gets cut off, it's fine. You see blood, you see him having trouble moving after that. And the ending, it's unlike most Ronald Dahl uh books, they change the ending from the book to be a little bit different in this movie it's a little more positive or it's super positive actually yes um i know uh, in the adaptation they went more the original route 
and it's a little more macabre and a little more depressing. But this one has a very happy end. It, it's got this the music that's used a lot of trailers that can't use it because of reasons. Overall, it's a very unique, and I do know, and for... I can't believe I had never seen it. I'm surprised you've never seen it, because this is one of the quintessential versions. I think it was awesome. Yeah. And interesting fact, Roald Dahl was very upset about the changing of the end of the And there's actually filmed two versions of the film. There's the book version where Luke remains a mouse. And there's the cinematic version where he's transformed back to a human. And apparently, upon watching the scene, Dahl was so moved that he was crying. He thought it was well done. And then when they went with the changed ending, Dahl said, take my name entirely from the credits. And the only reason why that he didn't protest is because Jim Henson was like, we worked hard on this and we tried to make it as faithful as possible. But crazy, 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 crazy. And also, um, we didn't even talk about how you have uh, the Grand High Witch looking. Apparently, Angelica Houston was in the effects for six hours. She was disgusting. So she has a full face mask, a hump, mechanical claws, and a withered collarbone. And And she's a beautiful... She is a beautiful... And she looks gross. And she has a monologue sequence, which is one of the most iconic scenes in this movie, with her explaining her plan. And the sequence, she said she was so uncomfortable and tired from being cased in rubber that she just wanted to cry. But it looks amazing. And this thing is just excellent. I can... Yeah, even when she and she still had sex appeal, even though she looked horrifying, like she still had the very curvy dress, and they kept that element. I didn't find her pretty sexy in her creepy, creepy outfit, um, but no, like the the dresses, the yeah, she still had curves in the right places. And the movie, is a very ambitious movie. It's intriguing. It takes a very interesting uh, concept. And it makes it truly different by what it does. And just seeing Angelica Houston playing this completely uncaring, uncompromising, and truly horrific villain make movie worth it. Really does. Um, it is a little dated. A lot of things would have changed nowadays. But it is a period piece. Yes. Um, the only negatives I would say about this is that if you're a, a doll purist, you're not going to like the the happier ending. If you want to go more cynical, the more depressing ending, that's your prerogative. That's one of the few things I would say is like the ending is questionable. Like, do you really want that ending or do you want the happier ending? Um, besides that, there are some sequences that did not age as well because now with the current 4HE quality, you see film grain and it looks kind of old. But so do most movies from this time. From the 90s? Yeah. The it's, 90s was a long ago. It is a long time ago, but it looks great. It's a 30-year-old movie, but it still looks great. Agreed. And everyone does a great job. I don't know what kid who played Luke ever, if he ever acted again. I'm, I'm curious. Let's look what Jason... Uh, no, his last movie was Hook. He was Hook. And that's it. That he won two awards and then no longer an actor. And that's all that's known about him. Oh, his current occupation is a golf caddy. That's weird. That's kind of depressing. 
Not if you read. True. But he's not the real star of the show. The star of the show is Grandma, played by Mai Zetterling and Angela Grayson, in their fight with each other because they are the two that are the opposing forces. Good versus evil. And I have to give this movie, out of our rating system, I have to give this a really, really, really... It's worth checking out. It's worth watching. And it's something that you should watch. And you should show to younger generations. Yes, it will horrify them. It could scare them. But it's a great film. And it is one of the Jim Henson films he actually worked on that's worth checking out. Well, I think most Jim Henson films worked on are worth checking out. Yes, I agree. I agree 100% at. Uh, do you give the same rating? Yes. And as a slight... I think we need to make sure our nephew watches this. Uh, he has watched it. He was terrified of it. Yes. And uh, one other thing I should bring up, the reimagining. They went a little bit into it when we did talk about it, I think, for like a couple minutes. But overall, the witches, the 2020 the witches which uh, was written by Guillermo del Toro and Robert Zemeckis and directed by him. While a little more polished, it is missing something major from this, that the other one. They changed the mythology a little bit. They definitely changed the the, the setting because it's not in Europe. It's in Alabama. And Octavia Spencer does a great job in the film, and so does Anne Hathaway, so does Stanley Tucci, but it's missing something this film had. In my personal opinion, because if you compare the two, even though Anne Hathaway got the Angelica Houston gave her thumbs up doing it, the two Grand High Witches, you compare them, I think that Angelica Houston's is much more sinister and much more scary. Well, I think and much more scary than Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Just, you know, you don't want to typecast an actor or an actress, but you go with what you got. If you look like a scary old Italian guy, play a mobster. You know, Angelica Houston is beautiful, still beautiful, but there's something scary about her. No, she does Sinister really well. But she also does Very Loving, too. She's a great, nice mom, too. She's done some great things. And her newest movie looks really good. I forgot the name of it. It's the one where she, the, uh, she has the drug addict daughter and she's just trying to fix her. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Getting on a slight <clears throat> tangent. Yeah. So, overall, definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth um, investing some time in. And if you've watched this, uh, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? What are your opinions? Do you think that they should have kept... The random question that is, do you think they should have kept the original ending? Or do you like the happier ending where... The happier ending? I like the happier ending, but I like the ending of the first one with the mechanics the little racetrack oh yeah the, the the racetrack in the in well that is the original one where he has this little racetrack around the entire house yeah that i that's i prefer really the happier good. ending but i like the racetrack okay i i can i can agree with that i can see and i like that i i, I do like that the one witch became a good witch at the ending and she's like she makes them all better yes because she was treated so horribly throughout the entire movie and her getting her comeuppance even though I wish he would stole the money, because she deserves that money. Is that if I just being like, go back home to Master Luke? doop 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 And so, remember, you can check out any of our other episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can watch any of our trailer reactions at youtube.com forward slash users forward slash Spirekin. And speaking of which, for our James Bondothon, which has been going on for two years, 
<laughs> because No Time to Die keeps getting pushed back. We're going to be releasing some videos involving our favorite moments from James Bond, favorite gadgets, favorite characters, and favorite songs. So stay tuned for that. I think the next James Bond we're talking about is Quantum of Solace. Yay. Right? Yes. Yay! Well, that's. I think that is arguably the worst James Bond movie. We're at that point where it ends. But... Definitely. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the part alive you've been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the dodecahedron of movies. Do, 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 do. So how does the, what is the dodecahedron? Well, the dodecahedron is a 12-sided object with 12 sides on it, obviously. And each one has a number on it. And what we're going to do is we're going to roll that dodecahedron of movies. And whatever number it lands on, well, if it's one through nine... That is a movie that we're going to review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. If it lands on an 10, it is Greta's choice. If it lands on an 11, it is Reroll. And if it is a 12, it's my choice. And you can check out our list for the Dodecahedron and for the Wheel of Manga at our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Spyro Discord. Also, you can recommend movies for us to put on the Dodecahedron or pick a movie for us to review if you join our Patreon. So... Check it out. And we've got some great titles. And currently, what is on our list right now? We have the U- the House Bunny. Oh, roll that one. The Phantasm. Yes. Uh, interesting horror movie about when you're not even safe being a... Ooh. Who's Harry Crumb? Fun movie with John Kent. The Shawshank Redemption. One of Stephen King's non-horror movies that's apparently... That's amazing, supposedly. Robin Hood... Prince of Thieves. Not to be confused with Men in Tights. I know, I like the Men in Tights one. But this version has Alec and Rickman, who is Hans Gruber or Severus Snape as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Okay, we'll watch that. Sleeping Beauty. Actually, that one... Is that the original? No, yes, the original Sleeping Beauty. Yes, the one from Disney. I don't think we did that one yet. And then The Last Boy Scout. Yes, the last Boy Scout. Oh, and you forgot Teen Witch. Oh yeah, Teen Witch. Yes, which is a which is a musical. It's an awesome musical. Why is it? A, yeah, it's a musical because it's a weird thing where it's a musical but it's not a musical. Because it's like what the eighties. Yeah, it's it's a musical in the way that um, Wicker Man is a musical. Well, it's also like you know the um, makeover scene and the hot boy scene and. You can convey a lot in a movie during a, just by showing during a a, a song. A, what you want to call it? Sequence. Yeah. A fun sequence, and um, in the next few weeks, we're actually going to be having a another theme month coming up besides our month, uh, James Bondathon. And what is the month that's happening? Well, it's going to be the month of depletion, dysgenics, and dystopic futures. And the reason for this is that we're getting we're going to be talking about somebody who's making a video game set in the post-apocalypse. So. He's going to be having us do post-apocalypse movies. And those ones are going to be kind of fun. We've had some really good ones in one, and I think you've seen some of those. Yay, I'm so excited. All the scary hey, ones. Titan it's AE, scary! Titan A.E. is not a scary movie. Okay, it's not. Uh, Waterworld is it's Kevin Costner, and he's scary. And uh, The Postman is Kevin Costner, and he's scary. And The Book of Eli, it's Denzel Washington, and he's scary. Just scary! Uh... 
Road Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome isn't scary. I think it's appropriate that the the theme month is in the summer when the days are long, that longer. So yeah, it's, it's also it's so hot. Well, not really, because you're in a post-apocalypse when there is no guzzoline. Ah! Well, that movie, the first one is terrible, but it's funny. But anyway, let's get to it. Let's really, uh, spin and see, roll and see what we're going to in the next episode. So you get to roll. Yay! Two. Number two. So in the oh, oh, the house bunny. Yes. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a movie starring um, is that Reese Witherspoon? No. No, it's um. Uh, Amy Ferris. Oh God, no, name? not Amy Ferris. Yeah. I don't like her. House Bunny. I actually have never seen House Bunny. I know this is appropriate. We should uh, video it for our no, Patreon for a Zan reacts. If you think that we should do a video version of the Zan reacts with House Bunny of me watching House Bunny for the first time ever, let me know. Uh, in this way, what we're gonna do is if fifty people like this episode either on spirekin.com or on youtube.com and comment or if we get 25 new patrons in three weeks i will do a actual video react with camera watching me watch house bunny with greta with me with greta okay and we'll do the actual first video it will it will not be my first time seeing the movie but I'm excited for it. I might be doing also another uh, separate thing for the YouTube channel with a different movie, but that's coming up. Anyway, remember, as usual, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Remember to support our Patreon so we can create more fun content for you to enjoy. I'm Greta. We'll catch you guys next time and keep watching movies. Bye. See you later.
from the incredible imagination of Jim Henson and director Nicholas Rogue comes a fascinating new fantasy adventure. The Witches. For when a little boy accidentally stumbles into their secret world, he finds they've got a lot more power than he ever imagined. Grandma, it's me, Luke. Luke. They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my. Who's the Grand Eye Witch? Join Luke on his remarkable journey. Bye. Now, the witches are on his tail. Whoa. And he must scurry around their evil plots. Oh. Squeak past every danger. setting the trap what? What? that will save the world from the witches. We are in for a treat. We must stop them. Everything you sell that day will have been treated with my very latest and very greatest magic formula. Bitches back only with magic! Hey, wait, come here. Look at Mary. Formula 86. My greatest triumph. A work of genius. Formula 86! In this bottle, 500 doses. With a delay mechanism, that prevents it from working until two hours after it has been taken. <laughs> what does it do? Genius one. Yes, you can. <laughs> One dose, and the time works to the second. But more than five doses breaks the delay barrier and the formula works instantly. <laughs> the child starts to shrink. <laughs> the child starts to grow fur. <laughs> Growing a tail. <laughs> All this happens in precisely 25 seconds. Shrinking more. Child is no longer a child. Child. It's a mouse! <laughs>